This episode is brought to you by New Balance. You don't have to be an elite athlete when you pound the pavement. Whether you've run five marathons or you only run when necessary, whether you're chased by bears, zombies, monsters, the apocalypse is coming. But New Balance will have you covered regardless. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered. Because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance. Run your way. Visit newbalance.com slash running to learn more. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Hello and welcome to Go, my favorite sports team. If you're watching this on Spotify, you might notice that my background is different and that I am dimly lit. It's because I'm in the middle of changing everything in my office and I haven't finished and don't worry about it and everything's fine. You don't need to go over to Spotify and look if you're just listening. It's not important right now. There's nothing amazing behind me. But there is something amazing in front of me. Who's a handsome man? Are you looking in the mirror? Yeah, actually I was. Oh, dang it. I set myself up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's okay. Anyway, oh, oh, Tyler, you're here too. Oh, hi. Yeah, hi. It's me, your masters of balls and holes, I guess. Um, is that stick done? Should I should I stop calling myself that, or is that that a perpetual ongoing thing? You're the only one who's ever called yourself that. That's not true. You you came up with the name. I don't think that's true. Oh well, there's no evidence that can point towards that being true. You know, the audience would have to go back and listen to the earlier episodes, and maybe they could find the evidence to. They can't be bothered. All right, <laughs> but yeah, you definitely should go to Spotify and check out Mark's new interesting background. It's incredibly amazing. I can't believe you were uh-huh. able to even fit that in that room. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. It's amazing. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> We're back. Uh, we've had a lot going on. Holiday season craziness, um, but it's uh, it's definitely 2024. Our first recording in 2024. Wow, that's amazing. Is it? Oh, it is, isn't it? Wow, that's amazing. I didn't forget to mute my phone. Nope, you didn't hear anything. I probably remembered. <laughs> I feel like your phone is always muted. Yeah, usually, but I've been turning it on more just because I've been getting a lot of deliveries, but that's a whole nother story. Since it is our first official recording of 2024, um, mm-hmm. we are going to dive in a new episode completely dedicated to Jacuzzi's. Wow, it's up to the audience to make sure. If this episode's bad, it's only your fault. Exactly, because this is our laziest episode ever. It's a- I, don't know, I don't know if lazy, because in all honesty, it probably took a while to compile everything and put it in the order that it is and present it in the way that people watching on Spotify can see. That's true. In the sense of the amount of work done beforehand, probably more intensive than people realize. I would know. He did it. I didn't do anything. We are officially going to be judging the Jacuse contest. The one we announced on the episode, the Christmas themed episode, um, which aired just before Christmas. So it's time for us to dive into their Jacuses, which means there are no Jacuses, but all the Jacuses this episode. Yes. 
There are no all jacuses. All the jacuses are none. Is everyone confused? Good. Yes, because I am too. So, Mark, before we dive into the actual contest, we need to come up with our, our criteria of judgment, right? We need to figure out how we are judging these jacuses. So we're looking at them from a perspective much like sport in order for there to be a unbiased, focused criteria to determine a victor. Ours might be a little biased, but... Okay, criteria. I thought it was just going to be what's good. Or are you talking like some are funny, some are serious? Yeah, so it's like it it needs to be like compelling. So yeah. one, there's a lot of ways that it can be compelling. It can be funny. It can be on the point. It can be stuff like that. Okay, so the whole the whole premise of the Jacuse from the very inception of this podcast was to confront you as the knower of sports on your knowledge. And any mistakes that you made could be called out from the audience and therefore not just that they're automatically right, but that you could argue back why you think you're right, or in cases where you're clearly wrong, which has been <laughs> few and far between. Not that many. Definitely not anything about hockey. No. Nothing hockey, about that. I, I was always right about hockey. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, ooh, do these jacuzzi account for things in the past or only during the submission window? Only during the submission window. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so we've already talked about jacuzzi of the past. Those don't count. This is a new batch that no one has heard before and is going to really challenge Tyler. So at the end of this, I think the criteria is, because that's the whole point, not me. I'm exempt. I don't get it. Jacuzzi don't go towards me <laughs> but anyway so it's it's whatever is number one compelling maybe we should have like compelling it has to have a point so it needs to like address an issue or something that is incorrect or infuriating to the audience or makes you cry so bonus points for making you cry okay mm. all right so we've got compelling has to be uh about some some error we need more of the criteria than those two Nah, nah, we'll figure it out as we go, because we, we'll see what happens when we look at them. In a sport-like fashion, because we are a sports podcast, we decided, and by we, I mean I, decided that it's going to be a bracket. Mm -hmm. so you're going to be facing off. This is completely randomized seating. Each jacuzzi is going to face another jacuzzi. We're going to read them next to each other, and then we're going to decide which one is better, and they move on down the bracket line. Is there a loser's bracket? Uh, there's only a winner's bracket. You lose, you're done. Okay, all right then. Unfortunately, seeding might matter because uh, who knows? But it's random. I didn't get to pick it. So here we go. I'll give a quick overview of the bracket, though. Look at this. Damn, that's quite a bracket. We got, we got what is it? Two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14. 16 jacuzzes have entered the bracket. Okay, 16. I thought there was going to be 32 because what I'm looking at, I was like, oh, there's another side to this. Not that I'm aware of. There's no way. We didn't get 32. There were not 32 entries. Okay, sounds good. We're going to use matchup mode, and we're going to go for the first two. Mark, you get your choice of which one you want to read. We've got Checkmate, Nah, We Cube by Dubaya Dubs. W Dubs. W Dubs. That makes more sense. <laughs> Dubaya. <laughs> Good old Dubaya. And then Tyler and Mark have the secrets to creating the perfect human hidden in plain sight by Musical Goofball. Golf Ball. <laughs> This is not going well for you, man. This is not going well. I'm looking at this through your screen recording and I'm able to read this better. So I don't know. <laughs> it's early. It's early. It's early. Just give me the one on the left. We'll alternate. I'll start with left and then I'll on the next batch up. I'll do the right first. So give me checkmate. Nah, we cube. 
by W. Dubs. To Mr. Scheid, Master of Balls and Holes, and Mr. Plyer, Master of Comedy, I stand before you today not to praise the noble game of chess, but to bury it. For too long, Mark Plyer and Tyler are self-proclaimed arbiters of the athleticism. I have never claimed that. I want to point that out right now. I've never claimed that. So, minus points for inaccuracy here. Have showered praise upon the slow and methodical dance of pawns and bishops, while willfully neglecting the true hand ballet, the symphony of speed that is competitive speed cubing. What does this have to do with chess? <laughs> <laughs> is the click-clack of a rook on an ebony square truly more thrilling than the whirlwind blur of fingers conquering a Rubik's labyrinth in mere seconds? In, is the agonizing contemplation of a knight's fork more awe-inspiring than the lightning-fast intuition that guides a speed cuber through a kaleidoscope of colors? I say nay. Markiplier and Tyler, blinded by the allure of slow-motion sacrifices and dramatic checkmates, have forgotten the raw athleticism that lies within a nimble hand. They speak of strategy, yet fail to acknowledge the split-second decisions and lightning-fast reflexes that dance of dexterity that separates a Rubik's Cube champion from a fumbling amateur. Do not mistake me, chess has its merits. It is a mental marathon, a test of patience and cunning, but to claim it as the sole domain of athleticism is an insult to the thousands of speed cubers who train their minds and bodies in equal measure. Their fingers are their swords, their wrists are their shields, and the Rubik's Cube their ultimate battleground. Markiplier and Tyler, I implore you, open your eyes. See the true athleticism that exists beyond the confines of a checkered board. Feel the burn in your forearms, the tingle in your fingertips, the rush of adrenaline as you conquer a seemingly impossible puzzle in a blink of an eye. Give speed cubing the respect it deserves. Dedicate an episode to this dance of the mind, this pulsating testament. Ugh. Mm. Oh, yeah. To human dexterity, let the world witness the true meaning of athleticism, where speed and strategy collide in a glorious Rubik's blur. And if you fail to heed my call, Mark, Plyer, and Tyler, then prepare to face the wrath of a thousand twisted Rubik's cubes unleashed upon your podcast like an army of vengeful geometric warriors. We will not rest until speed cubing takes its rightful place in the pantheon of athletic marvels. Okay. First of all, this one's disqualified. This is literally not a jacuse. This is a primer request. I don't even know what the other one is, but this is completely a fabrication just to have it so that they are suggesting a primer. And this is acting as if we only talk about chess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we talked about chess once. And uh, we got accused about that. But I will say it is well written. I'll give him that. You know, it may be disqualified, but could we have a double disqualification here? Maybe. Oh, is the other one similar? We'll see. We'll see. It's Tyler and Mark have the secrets to creating the perfect human hidden in plain sight. This is by Musical Goofball. God, I said it wrong again. Musical Golf Ball. <laughs> wow, that's hilarious. We all know by this point that Tyler is very knowledgeable when it comes to sports, and more specifically, basketball. Likely bestowed upon him by the now-dead gods of the basket, which can now also likely explain his power over the primordial power known as balls, holes, and the forbidden combination of the two, wherein the ball is placed into the hole, granting the all-encompassing power known as points. This is not but historical fact. Mark, as we all know, has two main goals in his life, the creation of content and his unbridled masochism. <laughs> what many don't realize is that these two traits have combined into an unholy lust for mad science. Mark has admitted to personal body augmentation through testicular... No, that's not testicular. Yes, it is. Oh, it is. Testicular... <laughs> <laughs> 
Particular enhancement that have resulted in his colossal, extremely buoyant balls. This is, of course, at the cost of spinal compression, resulting in his extremely, unequivocally short, itty-bitty, tiny stature. These large, life-raftian man orbs are how he is able to match and handle Tyler's power over balls and holes, granting him the ability to co-host the podcast without being atomized. The pieces begin to fall into place. As marked to us, the rules of basketball, we hear something quite interesting. After the mothers birth their 15 seven-foot-tall tiny dick babies in the locker room, two are declared defects and kept naked on the bench, whilst the other 13 are leaping from the half-court line for three-point ducks with one hand on the ball and the other covering their crotch. Again, this is common knowledge. (laughs) What piques my interest is what happens at halftime after the players reunite with their mothers in the locker room. Mark explains that any players who underperform during the first half will be absorbed by the bench players to become a super basketball player. Then the subject quickly changes to the rules behind fouls. I really hope I didn't actually say these things. Did I actually say these things? <laughs> is this a is this a, a summary of what I said on the podcast in the basketball primer? Is this is this what I said? You know, I don't really recall, but we need to finish the cues and then we'll 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 address that. Uh huh. Yeah, I gotta go watch the animation again. I just gotta make sure that I'm not horrifyingly bad. I stand before you all and declare unto Mark and Tyler, Jackuse! I Jacuse Tyler using his vast knowledge of sports and Mark using his mad creative whims of combining their talents and intellect to create the perfect human being capable of leveling cities and destroying civilizations through their fully optimized power to place balls into holes and gain untold amounts of all-powerful points. Tyler can use his knowledge of the basketball greats like Michael Jordan, Shaq, and Bugs Bunny, and together with Mark, fuse these greats into the perfect balling machine. They have hidden these methods in plain sight in their basketball primer and are likely to use these perfect basketball players to ignite a war between themselves and Bob, known as the tyrannical and unethical leader of Project Distraction, leaked to us by known journalist and hero Sarah Williams. This war will be catastrophic and will likely end in the destruction of the world through extremely cool-looking particle effects that Mark will hate, but everyone else will think is cool. Doom is upon us. All hope is lost. Also, the podcasts are great. Good job, guys. All right. So it's not disqualified. This is more of a Japraise than a Jacuz. Uh, <laughs> what was the point? I don't know <laughs> that we have the secrets to human, uh, perfect humans, apparently, and we're not sharing them with the world. <laughs> I suppose. I don't think that there's a criticism more as a calling out of our master plan to create the perfect basketball player, but I don't hear any criticisms for it. I think that us making the perfect basketball player is uh, totally fine. And all good. And you can quote me on that. And you will quote me on that. Large, destructive balls and ball handling ability people. That's what we can create. I don't know where I said I had personal body augmentation to enhance my testiculars into extremely buoyant balls. I have a response to this. (laughs) Do you? I have picture evidence of these balls. (laughs) Right here on this device. (laughs) No, Tyler, don't. All right. My response is simply that uh, 
you know, you brought up sports. You sure did. You brought up sports. You did. Uh-huh. One sport in particular. I just want to point out that um, everybody on our podcast was brought up and Bob was pulled into this mess. But where's Wade? Yeah, I know. I was I was going to say, like, where's Wade? I believe it's just because Project Distraction was something that me and Wade were like researching against Bob. But that doesn't necessarily mean that Wade is <laughs> just forgotten. You know, my jacuse against this jacuse is you left Wade out of the jacuse when he was a part of the whole encompassing because of the podcast distractible so for me i feel like you just you just pushed wade away and we're like these people and i'm like you know that's kind of rude to wade yeah it's kind of rude to wade and by getting tyler riled up you win this matchup <laughs> by holding true to the heart of the jacques all right so musical golf ball is going to be the winner so they have moved on to the next round congratulations the rubik's man or woman or or anything in between uh, loses a big loser uh simply because you did the one thing we said the jacuses aren't for trying to get us to do an episode exactly our second face-off you did not properly cover skiing safety by some distractible fan or just jacuse by i monch on children which is con- concerning but i will read that one first so i'm going the other one tyler will take the other one This one's short. Host Tyler of GMFST, thank you for using the exclamation in the correct place. Uh, You stated in the Christmas episode that a ball must be on its own to be considered a ball. However, what do you classify as a ball? Must it be round? Must it be hollow and filled with air? Enter the sports with a non-stereotypical ball. Hockey, that's a good point, it's a puck. Football, that's a ball curling that's a big rock badminton shuttle cock etc does your mastery of balls and holes not stretch to these sports does your hole not stretch tyler no does your hole not stretch oh, no. they found me out <laughs> this would explain the abomination of the first hockey primer x this jacuzzi is so far excellent by the way does your expertise not expand to sports without balls or holes meaning hockey figure skating swimming climbing track luge bobsledding skeleton and others of the ilk d this spiraled into a rabbit hole that even i can't address what do you say on this topic tyler you bring up a valid point but how would you define a ball let's look up how a ball is defined a solid or hollow spherical or egg-shaped object that is kicked thrown or hit in a game it says spherical or egg-shaped but i disagree i think it can be all shapes as long as it is kicked, thrown, or hit in a game, which defines almost every sport encompassing an object that defines a ball. So a puck would, in fact, be considered a ball by this definition. So would a, I mean, a baseball isn't hollow. A baseball is still a ball. So all of the things that they have aforementioned and went, came after me for do define as balls. But what about the sports that don't have balls? They all they have holes of some kind. All humans have multiple different orifices, so you know. Yeah, so if a human is playing a sport, there's always a hole involved. Checkmate. <laughs> <laughs> we love chess. Uh, I love this jacuzzi just because it actually does challenge the statement that you made, and I think it does it in a really well. Your rebuttal did not convince me entirely. Oh. I don't even remember what the original article or the argument was, but I'm not convinced. I'm not. Con- I'm. I'm on the ghost side. That's 
that's also fair because I would never declare myself as a true master of all sports because I have not spent a significant amount of time playing and or practicing that in order to be trained to mastery. I thought you had a master's degree. This is why I wear the headband all the time. Every single time I turn my head, it's just like hair in my face. I have a master's degree, but that does not mean I have learned about every single sport. Much like when Mark brought up the Korean sports, a lot of them... I did not know, I had never heard of. Therefore, my mastery of balls and holes only encompasses the sports in which I do know have played, but I am continuing to expand my knowledge as this podcast continues because I am doing research, I am learning and educating myself further because that is the goal of life. Wow, well done, I munch on children. You really got Tyler on the defensive here. He is backed into a corner and he can't. You might get the whole win just by making Tyler uh, flustered. He's crying. He's crying, everybody. Go to Spotify. Watch him. He's crying. All right, read the next one. <laughs> the next one is by some distractible fan. Hmm, interesting that they're on uh, GMFST. Hmm. hmm, interesting. Title, you did not properly cover skiing safety. In the skiing primer, you did a phenomenal job discussing the history and types of skiing. However, you did not give skiing safety the proper coverage that it is due. You even talked about how many people die from skiing accidents, yet neglected to cover how such atrocities can be avoided. As someone who nearly perished in a skiing accident, I feel it is now my duty to share my knowledge. Firstly, safety gear. Your safety gear consists of your helmet and goggles. It is imperative that you wear these because if you fall, you do so you could suffer severe head injury and die. I myself headbutted a tree at 50 miles per hour. Intentionally? Mm, yeah, I feel like you're facing off against a tree in a really interesting duel of fates. And because I was wearing the proper safety equipment that so many ignore in favor of cool hats, because I was wearing the proper equipment, I survived, and the tree did not. Ooh, you killed a tree. Wow. Wow. Secondly, travel in groups. You must travel in groups of at least three for emergency situations. The lead, the person at the front, is the navigator, an ultimate decision maker. They must be familiar with the terrain and aware of the group's skill levels. You want to put your weakest gear in the middle where they can receive instruction from the lead, but also have the support of the rear. The rear is a knowledgeable skier who stays in the back of the group and is capable of helping a fellow skier up when they have fallen. When regrouping, the lead knows to wait for the rear for confirmation and move on to the next section of the trail. Thirdly, emergencies. In an emergency situation, ideally the rear is able to stay with the injured while the lead goes for help. You are not to move the injured under any circumstances because it is likely that they suffered head or spinal trauma. The exception to this is, of course, if they are in immediate danger, such as being around a blind turn. While waiting for the lead to return with help, you will do three things. Things. Stop bleeding. Make sure they can breathe, prevent further injury. When ski patrol arrives, you must do everything they say and trust them to do their job. They will assess the situation and usually they will begin the process of returning the injured to base by way of sled. At base, the injured will receive proper treatment for injuries. Now, I do realize that episodes can only be so long, but this information cannot be a matter of life and death. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. This is a good jacuzzi, just because it does address something that I have said many times, Tyler seems to be a reckless douche nozzle. <laughs> He's always putting babies in precarious circumstances, in way, in harm's way. In fact, he seems to know the most harmful way to put babies in danger. What? What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? It's not intentional. What?
I would never force a baby to climb Mount Everest because no, it's I would funny. never force a baby. Oh, no, babies don't like Everest. They don't like the cold. No way. What do you mean? <laughs> babies like to climb. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Good. This is a tough one. My vote goes towards the initial cues just because it hits you directly at something you said. This is just an acknowledgement that we don't talk about safety, and that's a very good point. And we should talk about safety a little bit more. But is it really hammering? something that you specifically said as a counterpoint. No, uh, my other thing, too, is with safety, there's a lot of different guidelines for different things. And with this different variants of skiing in particular, there's like if you're skiing on the slopes, what they are saying is not necessarily completely needed. You're not going to go 50 miles per hour on a ski slope on an actual groomed ski slope unless it is in a controlled environment and you're set up that way. And if you are, you're technically breaking the ski slope laws, because if you run into another person on the slopes going 50 miles per hour, you're both probably going to pretty banged up whatever man i think that uh the point of the podcast was not to go into deep depth of safety but maybe i should address safety even more but i do i do have to agree that the addressing of the balls was a direct use at me it was not something many would think of and i think it addressed a point of questioning my ability as opposed to questioning and trying to add an addition into an episode particularly they're both good though so uh, I leave it to the to the reader of the jacuzzes. I vote for the first jacuzzes because it was short, sweet, and it hit you where it hurt. It made you cry like a little baby. And you probably saw yourself crying in your video monitor. And you were like, well, I really want to put that crying baby in a dangerous situation. Oh, boy, I want to put that baby at the bottom of the ocean with a mini air tank and a pacifier and tell him to choose. So the one s simply titled jacuzzes is your victor? Yes, I think so. By Imanch Children. It has been chosen. Which is coincidental here. It's coincidental in the discussion that we're having, but I, I, I think that. These are both by the same person. Very fitting that they're against themselves. Oh, interesting. <laughs> interesting. Okay, well, at least uh, interesting that we have two entries. They might get double disqualified for such, such horrible, horrible. So we have the infection of interest and you're failing Ohio by overly mm. bothered. Interesting, interesting. Okay, all right. I don't know how fair this is. This is almost like a pass, but if they're both good enough that they deserve to be in here, that's the way I guess it's okay. So, this is the infection of interest. It has been near a year since that fateful February 10th winter day when GMFST dared to release the NFL football primer. <laughs> dared to. I thought that was pretty good. They neglected the mention, the obsession that can come with watching such things as the sports get ball games. Sport, sports get ball? We might have an immediate disqualification because one of the tenets of this podcast was to eliminate the kind of sports ball conversations and to, to put sports in a mocking light because the entire purpose of this podcast is to bridge those that do not know sports and put it in an informational, entertaining framework for those that know. The other way around. For those that not do ports, it's infecting me! Mark! Uh, thank you. So it's trying to get people who don't know sports to package it in a way that it could be interesting and get people into it. So I think that's the point of this. So I'll keep reading. The primer piqued my interest a limited resource indeed. And I started with what I thought would be one harmless game. And I loved it. Maybe this is maybe this is exactly what I was talking about. This was the beginning of the end. I watched all the games, all of the games. I used all my screens at once. I got extra monitors for the screens. I borrowed and haggled to use my roommate's screen so I could watch all the games and watch 
Most of them I did. I stood in my room of football watching, and I watched my screens to consume the sport of football. I've made it possible to watch 10 games at the same time. I don't even fully understand it. I'm bullshitting my way by my way pretending to be a football understander, but really I'm a phony, bound to the way of football, but I care. I'm feeling emotions with the team wins and losses. I fear that football may consume my soul. I weep for the referees tossing their little colorful flags. I learned endless facts about of the players. I dream about being a football. I am a football. Am I a football? I may, may well wake up to find my head oblong. A football. DMFSD did not warn me that sport could be this fun to watch. How dare the sports get ball not come with a warning this could accidentally be enjoyable. Heed my warning that they so carelessly fail to give. Sports will consume your being if you dare to allow them passage into your soul. The eyes are the windows to the soul and to the watch a sport is an entry into sport oblivion. This is a depraise. This is not a jacuse. Uh, see, see, it's a depraise that's lingering at a, at a, as a jacuse in a way. It's trying to masquerade as a jacuse. I say it's very nice. It's very nice. But we we on this podcast aren't here to be nice. Just look at that douche over there. <laughs> oh, Sam, insert a picture of Wade. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that douche. Look at that. Yeah, I don't think I've called someone a douche in years. I don't even think I've said the word. <laughs> I think it's because you were uh, briefly in Ohio and brought it back. Speaking of Ohio. Oh, yeah. You're failing Ohio. We have heard many times of the origins of the host of GMFST in Ohio, and yet no cornhole primer? Oh boy. Cornhole, which grew its popularity in Cincinnati itself. Cornhole, which was a contested origin, but many believes is conception to come from Ohio itself. Cornhole, which resides in many Ohio elementary and middle schools as I know it did mine. Honor the legend of the sport cornhole, indeed the Ohio sport, hashtag cornhole primer 2024. Wow, we have a very unique situation where one person wrote a jacuse and has somehow managed to make a japraise and a primer suggestion go up against each other. I think we have a double disqualification and they're eliminated from the bracket. I will say this, Mark. I think some japraises should come through, but. I will allow your double disqualification because they had a double entry into the contest. Yeah, whatever. But I have to pick one to move on because that's just how the brackets work. Uh, pick the other one, not the cornhole primer suggestion. I did. I did. But but they're probably going to lose the next one automatically. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. You know, all those subscription websites, they just hide those charges from you. They're hidden and repetitive and you forget about them. Oh, I know exactly which websites you're talking about. The ones that you like to go to. You do? I've literally spent so long digging through my finances. Rocket Money can help cancel your subscriptions. You're saying Rocket Money is a personal finance app that helps and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so you can grow grow your savings? Absolutely, yes. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses? Uh-huh, yeah. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lower bills for me? Up to 20%? Maybe. But for our listeners, definitely yes. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash sportsteam. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash S-P-O-R-T-S-T-E-A-M. That's rocketmoney.com slash sports team we have two more up we have another simply named jacuse by jman 20141 
And then paragliding is not a sport, which I'm already ready to argue. Okay, well, this is on my my side of the argument here. By KM Ki- Kioloha. KM Kioloha. That, all right. KMK E Aloha, something like that. Oh, Kim Ki Aloha. That makes more sense. Ah, yeah, that, that could work. Paragliding is not a sport by Kim Ki Aloha. Jacuse, Tyler. How dare you? How dare you? So-called master of balls and holes. Your argument for paragliding to be a sport is that there's compassions. <laughs> That's what it says. <laughs> compassions. Hypocrisy! I had to pause the episode to write this jacuse because if there's one thing I hate in this world, it's hypocrites. If paragliding is a sport based on the sole reason that there are competitions, then the great and ancient game of chess should also be considered a sport in your eyes as well, good sir. Chess, after all, is an Olympic recognized sport, whereas paragliding is not. Take a good look, Tyler, for I have held up a mirror up to your lies, your hypocrisy, and jacuse. I think this... First place. No, I got to respond. I got to no, respond. No, no, I'm, no, 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 no. I'm inserting no, no, no. in here. I said the same things. Paragliding is a recreational activity. Does not seem like a sport. It is a sport. And it is, it is a sport because it relies on the skill, knowledge, and athleticism of the person paragliding. You have to be able to navigate in the air. You have to be able to fly and understand how the airflow works in order to catch the thermals and go the greatest distance while also maintaining speed in order to traverse terrain at a rapid pace. The <sighs> only competition that I can simply name uh, off the top of my head from paragliding is a hike and fly competition to which you have to hike up a mountain quickly, basically running up a mountain, launch yourself, fly and traverse miles to get to a checkpoint and continue on and on. The skill and athleticism needed for said activity, which is a sport, is tremendous. The knowledge base, the ability to understand how the wing works in order to understand the best launching point and find the wind and find the area in which you can traverse at a rapid pace without getting too high to where you're all of a sudden wasting time having to down down climb. You have to really be able to analyze and have a strategy going into it and be able to adjust on the fly to what the environment gives you while also avoiding other flyers in the air, airplanes, and other crazy obstacles such as birds. It is in <laughs> fact a sport on more bases than the fact of competition. You know birds streaming in with their rocket trails. You know birds with their MG42s. You know birds coming in with Thor's hammer and lightning bolts shooting out of their ass. Sorry, they're cloaca. You know birds, right? Listen, there's strength, there's training, there's knowledge, there's educating yourself, whereas chess is a game. We, we specified why chess is not a sport, and it's not simply because it's not a competition. It's a competition, but it is by a fact a game. There is only a set number of possible moves and limited moves based on that, whereas you have an entire environment of multiple different facets of errors and things that can happen within a paragliding to where your life can be, in fact, on the line if things fail. It is a sport, and how dare you try and compare paragliding to chess? Where did we land on cheerleading? It was a sport because of the, the 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 physicality, the ability to have to teamwork, launch themselves while also like in a competitive atmosphere, create a full routine to which you are having to do very difficult gymnastics movements next to each other. Okay. All right. I mean, that's fair. I was just wondering about that because I couldn't remember where we were. But very good jacuz because it got Tyler riled up. How dare you attack a sport that's so meaningful to my brother? <laughs> oh, wow. So it's just because it's personal. That explains everything. No, no, it's everything. because it legitimately is a sport. I can't believe this.
And there are different categories of paragliding because there's speed. I can't believe this. I can't anyway, believe this. Jacuse by Jman20141. In the Once Upon a Christmas Sport episode, Tyler proclaimed that a ball is only a ball in sport when it is not attached to something. However, that discounts tetherball. So either Tyler doesn't consider tetherball a sport or his definition of a ball is incorrect. Which is it, Mr. Apocalypto underscore 12? That's a good point. I, I did address the fact that a ball based upon the ramifications within the last cues earlier, which which I don't know which one came first, that in tetherball, it would in fact be defined as a ball. Whether it is tethered to an object or not, it is still by the definition of a ball, a ball. The chess piece, you're not hitting or doing anything with. It's part of the piece and therefore is not a ball. Uh-huh. But both of these are adequate jacuzzes, you know? No, no. I think the paragliding one definitely has merit. And and what happens is it, the winner of this bracket is right. That's not what we said. That's what we have that to decide. Not, the, that the, is the, no. The, 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 no, 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 no. The jacuzzi that gets to the end is deemed correct. And Tyler will publicly declare his acceptance and no. defeat. No, that is not accurate. But I will agree with you that the paragliding one was the better jacuzzi. It was very jacuzzi. It had good words. It really addressed the problem. Whereas the other yes. ones seemed pretty lazy of just being like, tetherball. No, no, it's not about laziness. Just because someone's short, it did have a very good argument. It just so happens that there's another one in this competition that argues balls better. That's fair. That's fair. And also, I will say the paragliding one riled me up a whole lot more. It sure did. It sure did. Because you you know you're wrong. That's not true. Yeah, you're right. You're not true. Oh, I think I think you should take the Jacuse to you, Tyler one uh, by director Shadow, and I'll take the greatest evil ever brought upon this realm, a.k.a. Mark and Tyler. Well, that's pretty ominous. We got Jacuse to you, Tyler by director Shadow. Dear Sir Balls and Holes, while I appreciate the amazing episode of the Olympics that you masterfully crafted for your grand audience, I must say I am shocked, nah, appalled that you have never spoken of the grand display of swordsmanship that is fencing. I, a man of class, ask, nah, demand that you craft an episode of the history and the rules of fencing, as well as of your compatriot known as Mark I. Plyer, to compete as that of an infant, it doth tickle my funny bone. I do hope that this letter finds you in good health, and that soon you will regale all the world more than anything else in class. And you find our final part of fencing must be for now. We have a big church through DV Ruben Mark. Disqualified! Disqualified! I don't even think we need to read the other one. Let's yeah, just... we don't need to read the other one. No, no. We'll just skip ahead to the next competition, and whatever it faces next, we'll read it then. I agree, I agree. All right, now we got Mr. Apaka, I can't play without wagering money, Lipto. Ah, addressing your gambling addiction. And then Jacuse or Japrish? Question mark. By Plushy Thief. Z- uh, the other one was by Xantis-13. Okay, all right, I'll read the Xantis one. Mr. Apaka, I can't play without wagering money, Lipto. Thou declareth to be a sports podcast, yet continue to deprive us of some of the easiest, most accessible form of sport that can be played with nothing more than a deck of cards. Must I lower my standards to the how-tos of YouTubes? I speak for the cards. The sport of poker, a quick search on Google, on the Googs, declares poker clearly meets mainstream definitions of a sport. So when shall I expect this primer to be released? Well, you're moving on. We're moving on. Jacuzzi Priest takes the lead after the disqualification. 
Crossover GQs, Distract Accus, and Fuckface Field is True. I want to read Fuckface Field is True. All right, let me find the crossover. This one wasn't even copied in. Hold on. I gotta go back. Oh. All right, we'll we'll do we'll do that after I read this one. Wow, this is incredible. I gotta admit, they're right. There's it's a photograph where I must I I definitely said that um it's not Frontier Field, it's Fuckface Field, and my God, there is a picture that definitely is real uh, of Fuckface Field. That's incredible, and there's ghosts. By the way, even better if you Google Fuckface Field, it pulls up the subreddit. That's evidence in and of itself. It's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. It's right there. You go on images and and you're good to go. Boom. Well, that that's simple. I, I got to see it. Uh -huh. Well done. Well done. But we got to read the other GQs to compare. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. This is by Peradventure 3rd L. Two and a half weeks ago, I distract accused the tri triune of Trogli... Troglola... Troglodytes? Troglodytes. Troglodytes. About the very sport-like elimination game between Christmas figures. The arguments were competitive and fighting is sportsy. And since baby Mark goes through dangerous renditions of sport, it is only fair Krampus's fate is heard by the master of balls and holes himself. I resubmit this defense of Krampus. Not a week ago, the loyal congregation was introduced to the episode known as The Return of Ginger Dead Man. The Heart of Darkness. I cross swords forthwith is that which pertains to the spar between the aforementioned ginger dead man and the legendary Krampus, or Krampin, meaning claw. Thou tertiary posse of compadres hast condemned Krampus's mortality to null against the crass cookie, a grossly biased and Philistinian sequitur. I shall expound on the antipula... Anti... Anti-penultimate. Anti-penultimate point now. <laughs> Defense of Krampus's disposition. Krampus is a demon. By nature, he is an incorporeal being that manifests in the physical realm to torment, destroy, and spirit souls away to the fiery maul of hell. He cannot die, as demons may be banished back to the nest of evil, but not destroyed until the end of all things. This apparition holds an occupation. Such demons possess more power, well, it says possesses, more power and influence, and in some cases, special liberties as Satan was given by God in Job. Job. Given by God in Job? It's Job, the story of Job. Oh. More examples of such extortionate echelons are the horsemen and Beelzebub. 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 Or angelic figures that serve the anti-ethical. Antithetical. These words suck. Krampus outclasses the gender dead man in all factors. The cursed confection, on the other hand, has little in his putrid portfolio. He has no demonic origin, not even an inferior imp. He is a messy, unorganized, accidental case of paranormality. He is the leftovers of a crummy ritual. He has nothing on the Krampus. Krampus. If Krampus went after the wretched wafer, it would be due to him being an evil soul being collected, as is the great goat's job. Krampus cannot be deterred by derisiveness. Hey! Uh, only by following certain kind, holiday-centric rituals, things that bastardly biscuits will not know or do. He would be carried off in the goat's sack and dragged kicking and screaming to Tartarus. Tartarus. If Ginger Dead Man was to pursue Krampus, there are no more derisive descriptions needed. I respectfully request thyselves to repair thou inaccuracy. Well, this 
Redditor is lost. I'm very confused. <laughs> this is entirely about a distractible episode and therefore has nothing to do with Go My Favorite Sports Team. Therefore disqualified! Fuckface Field lives! <laughs> I think Fuckface Field is absolutely true, but I want to do something real quick before we move on. Okay. Uh, uh, it's, it's one of those things where a lot of people know more words than they know how to pronounce because reading will allow you to gather vocabulary but not the pronunciation between them so i'm i'm asking chat gpt to rewrite one of these paragraphs with even more uh <laughs> complicated words krampus is a quintessence of a diabolical apparition inherently an insubstantial phantasm that transmogrifies into a tangible existence to perpetuate perpetrate excruciation obliterate and usurp souls into the scorching abyss of perdition his imperishability is irrefutable as such infernal spirits may be exercised to their malefic and sanctum yet remain indestructible until the eschaton. This eidolon assumes a role of sinister significance. Demons of this elevated echelon exert prodigious dominion and influence, occasionally bestowed with extraordinary prerogatives as exemplified by Satan's dispensation from the Almighty in the Joven Scripture. <laughs> Further paradigms of these tyrannical strata encompass the apocalyptic horsemen and Beelzebub. Or seraph Seraphic? I've never, I don't think I've ever pronounced that word. Seraphic entities serving the antithesis. In every measurable criterion, Krampus transcends the ginger dead man in terms of malevolence and supremacy. Frick. Anyway, disqualified. <laughs> but fun. So with that, Fuckface Field moves on! Fuckface Field lives! Oh man, we are we are really running on time. Oh no, it's fine. We've already read most of these, so the final decisions will come out quickly. Where is the competitive baking primer by I Love Ketchup 402 and Jacuse by Blue Bowls? Oh, it's it's already sounding like that's going to be a disqualification. But... Uh, you don't know that. Dear Mark Fishbach and Tyler Scheid, the two hosts of GMFST, where is the baking primer? <laughs> I'm here to provide a list of reasons why baking, specifically competitive baking shows, should be considered a, considered a sport. Now, here's the thing. This is nothing I would never think of as being a sport. Even though it's a primer, it probably will lose. We don't know what the other jacuzzi is. This is interesting. Endurance and physicality. Baking for hours on end requires physical stamina, much like an athlete in a sport. Yes, you always see the chef sweating up a storm. The physical demands include standing for long periods of time, moving quickly around the kitchen, and performing tasks that require fine motor skills and strength. Mental strength. Bakers need to stay focused and mentally sharp to follow complex recipes, often under tight time constraints. This is similar to many sports where athletes need to maintain concentration and make strategic decisions quickly. Also, you've got a big tall guy screaming at you about how bad you are at life, and that's always a problem. Competition. Baking shows often involve a competitive element, with contestants striving to outperform each other. This mirrors the competitive nature of sports. Skill and technique, just as sports require mastery of certain skills and techniques, baking also requires expertise in various techniques. Understanding of ingredients and creativity in design and flavor. Rules and time constraints. Baking competitions have strict rules and time limits within with which contestants must complete their tasks. This is similar to many sports that have ruled rules and time constraints matches. Training and preparation, ba 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 ba. Okay, so this is not a jacuzzi, but also I feel like we just need to create a format on the subreddit for suggestions like this because obviously people want to make suggestions. The only thing I'll say though is that I think it should be centered on a story. 
So, so here's the thing is like for us to be able to talk about some things, especially just like bringing interesting things of the world of sports into uh, the rest of the audience. I feel like if people are going to make a suggestion, it can't just be like, make this primer. It should have things that are more descriptive, research about it, and also an interesting story from that world that would make it. It would make good. And then people, if we don't make an episode about it on the subreddit can go and they can learn about these different, maybe sport, maybe not sports on their own and provide some entertainment benefit and also get people interested in things outside of what we talk out on the podcast. The subreddit doesn't just have to be content farm for us. It can be a way for you to introduce something you're passionate about to the rest of the audience and present it in a way and anchor it on a fun story like a historical event, some crazy matchup, some horrifyingly death-defying stunt that occurred in this event. Center it on a story, see what you can make of it. I think that would be very fun. However, this is not a jacuzzi. We also do have a flair for episode suggestions. So if you use that flair, that's where these would fall into line. Um, and it's a good way for you to be able to share those possible episode suggestions with us if you use that flair. But I do agree with Mark. Use the Reddit and use the Discord in particular to be able to commiserate your feelings about things. Share things that you are passionate about that you maybe you're like, this is a great story. I feel like this should be a sport and share that with the audience as a whole and not just us. Yeah, and if if you if you come up with a post that like is compelling enough for us to make a full episode about it, we'll number one give you full credit. We'll talk you some merch. We'll uh, like make sure that you're recognized for your efforts and stuff like that and you get to help contribute to the community and the betterment of this podcast. And I think that there's there's many reasons that that could be fun and interesting. Well, Blue Bulls will move on just based on that disqualification. Well, no, let's read whatever this other way. It might be terrible. You're right. You're right. Jacuse by Blue Bulls 69. Good sirs, I have been an elegant listener for just over a year now and have recently made an effort to be an uh, elegant watcher as well. Imagine my dismay when whilst watching ever so elegantly, I notice a slight delay between video and audio. I do notice this more when our master of balls and holes himself is speaking. Now the less elegant watcher may not even notice such a thing, but my eyes are sharp. Perhaps the delay is only milliseconds, a negligible amount, some would say. But for me, this is unforgivable. How am I supposed to watch elegantly when my eyes and ears are out of sync? Please, good Sir Tyler, I would expect something like this from Mark, but never from you. Sincerely, a disgruntled uh, listener slash watcher. What? What the hell? I know infinitely more about audio video than you do, Tyler. (laughs) I know I get called out for that. I know so much about audio and video. And yes, syncing up audio and video is one thing that I try to manage all the time, but it's difficult with consumer level capture cards. And if I wanted to get a professional solution, then I'd have to give a whole time code solution and doesn't incorporate with OBS easily without other things. And plus, I don't even have that problem in the first place. So why am I lumped into this? I also want to say that I have in fact read this JQs and passed along to our editing team, to which both of us were like, I've watched this over and over again and I do not notice. Could it be that your device that you're watching on is out of sync? Because if you were to be watching on a Bluetooth device, that does incorporate some discrepancy. However, it was watched when you were mostly occurring. However, both of these things go into the same software that's given over to the editors. So in all honesty, I think it's the editor's fault, right? It's an editor's accuse, and it's up to them to be able to defend themselves. All right, we're going to move it on. Sam, you got to defend yourself now. 
There's a lot of emotions in that one. I think it I think it deserves it. Okay, so now we're gonna go back and we're gonna go to the second round. We've already read most of these. There's a couple that we haven't. We'll make sure that we read those in these. What do we have at the first matchup? It's Monch on Children, which I believe was the ball one. That was the balls, yeah. And the perfect human. Which, all right, if this is an easy decision. The Perfect Human was an interesting recap of past events talking about basketball, but it didn't have a big point to make. Right. I think it I think it earned its place just because the other one was marginally less quality than this one. But the jacuz about the balls, that really got you riled up. You were crying. Big crocodile tears. I will say that was an actual jacuz. This one was very interesting interestingly written, but there wasn't really a jacuz to it. It didn't have have the bite a jacuz needs. Yeah, absolutely. I think jacuz by I'm on on children wins around. All right. Infection of interest versus paragliding is not a sport. Now, the infection of interest was a praise. It was just saying like, oh, my God, I got so interested. I watch everything. But I will say I find, found that more compelling than the paragliding is not a sport. That's because you didn't like that's because you didn't like it because of how true it was because of it's how not right. true. Given the stakes of this and that the, the winner of this tournament bracket will be true and right. That one paragliding has to move on. You have the the better judgment because you're the Jacuz. <laughs> Jacuz. I've channeled these ghosts for a long time. These these are ones we did not read. The greatest evil ever brought upon this realm and Jacuz or Japrish. Okay, so I'm going to read the greatest evil. Mark and Tyler, how fucking dare you? How dare you spread this propaganda? I have held my silence for too long. Now the perfect opportunity has arisen to right my wrong by failing to hold you to your failure. I was so excited. I made plans, invited my friends, invited my family. I invited your families. I invited Jesus Christ and John Lennon. We were all excited. When the big day came, we gathered around the TV. We held our bowls of chips close and attempted to hold in our excitement, but it never did come. It fired a blank. I cannot believe that you would get your fans excited about the European sex championships, <laughs> only for us avid sex fans to be let down once more. I can't believe you would shake off the loss of our greatest chance at the recognition of sport that we so truly deserve. The sport of sex is not a joking manner. It's not something to giggle about. It's a very beautiful sport with very passionate athletes. We are so close to everything we ever wanted. The Olympic Committee would have deemed us the sport we are and we could have been broadcast to the world. You haven't even tried to make up for your mistakes, albeit nothing could. Still, however, we have not gotten a sex primer. <laughs> you excluded us from the tier list episode. You showed a demonstration of chess before a demonstration of sex. <laughs> <laughs> This is winning for me right now. Something you never even gave a second thought of to the non-sportness of. At this rate, it looks like we'll be forgotten again. We'll never get our primer. Baby Mark will never be able to experience our glory, even in 18 years. The greatest sport of all, treated like a mere joke. You say soccer is the simplest, most well-known sport? Without sex, soccer wouldn't even exist. <laughs> Nothing would. We don't just deserve this. We've earned it. And Mark, sports sex is above normal sex when you have sports sex with someone you're into a new point of your relationship if normal sex is a home run then we are the fifth base Ah, uh, my God. <laughs> that is so well done, and it works as a jacuz because of the- It's a perfect jacuz because we were wrong. We were wrong. I can't believe that one was hiding in there. That is so well done. Jacuz, Japrice, you got a hill to climb. Yeah, I, I don't know, but- <laughs> All right, plushy thief. Tyler, Mark. Mark, Tyler. 
I'd accuse you for making such a good podcast. Four mm. months ago, I discovered Distractable. I found it really funny, and so when Spotify recommended GMFST to me, I thought, why not? Let's give it a try. I was never one for sports. I did ride by bicycle and go on runs regularly, but I wasn't into sports. And I hate to admit that at first, I didn't keep up with the podcast much. Sure, I listened to a couple episodes, but it wasn't a regular thing. One day, though, when the Rock Climbing Primer episode released, I thought, this shit is really good! I want more! So I listened to practically every episode, and double listened to some, and got really into it. I've been listening regularly since then, and I'm really glad I did, because you guys opened my eyes to a part of my life that I didn't know I was missing. Since that day, I've been watching football, basketball, and rugby matches at home with my dad and brother, and I've had really good times. I've been able to bond with them a lot more, and I've actually made a few friends from just sports interests. Just yesterday, I went to see my favorite feminine football team play, and I don't think I've ever shouted hotter. Hotter, harder. I could understand most of the moves they did thanks to your football episodes, and the experience was amazing. I can't emphasize enough how happy I was and the emotion that coursed through my veins when they made each goal. So I'm going to take this opportunity to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, editors, and everyone who works on GMFST behind the scenes. I thank you for making this podcast, for making all of us laugh, and for helping me find a new interest with which I can connect with people. Thank you again, and happy holidays. Oh, that's very sweet. Disqualified! <laughs> no, that's very nice. In a Japrish contest, this is the leader. It encompasses the main point of the podcast, which is to open people's eyes to something they didn't otherwise know and find connections with people who are also passionate about that and find a passion of their own. To me, while the greatest evil ever brought upon this realm, we'll move on. This might get an honorable mention for the greatest Japrish we've ever gotten. It's very nice. I gotta admit, it's quite nice. I like it. Disqualified. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have Fuckface Field um, and then Jacuse by Blue Bulls 69. That one was the out of sync video and audio one, which admittedly got me riled up. And it is technically a Jacuse, but it's not a Jacuse about sports specifically. That's the kind of the qualification that I would get here because both of these are good. They're kind of outside the realms of normal Jacusing in both fashions. But I'd say Fuckface Field is actually about sports, whereas this one is about the technology behind podcasting in general. I feel like this is a coin flip for me. You would coin flip this one? One's not even about sports. Yeah, but it's about the podcast. But that's not the point. The point was when, well, I guess you are wrong in this. Okay, if we were looking at it that way, you're out of sync and you're wrong by making yourself out of sync. But also, Fuckface Field, you were wrong. That Fuckface Field exists. It's real. And there's ghosts in the stands. Yeah, but I never claimed, I never claimed that Fuckface Field wasn't real. I think that maybe you did. I feel like we flip a coin. Oh, okay. Well, I guess uh, Tyler decides everything. Oh, uh, well, you know matter. what? You know what? Do you have an overruling thing? Because you are the one who channels the Jacuzzes. I already said one's about sports, one's not. But if you want to flip a coin, you flip a coin. Flip a coin. Nope. Fuck face field one. Flip a coin. Too late. All right, good. We have the balls versus the paragliding. Versus paragliding. This is a tough one. Whichever one wins might just be true. So to, to remind people, Jacuz, I'm on some children, was talking about how there's other balls. Now, this is an interesting one. It does, it, it is technically, you know, talking about there being other balls. It challenges uh, Tyler at his core of being such a master of things, which he may lose that title after this. I will say, I think... From a general Jacuse standpoint, mm -hmm. the ball one brings into question more. 
But it's not about what questions more, it's how wrong you are. And I think by saying that paraglide is not a sport, was might have been your most wrong. Uh, it's it's just like hockey primer was bad, but that's in the past. You know, we've moved on from it. So now if we're talking about paragliding, which is definitely not a sport, maybe we'll see if it's true in a few rounds. I think that, look at his face. Look, look at that. It's riling him. It's riling. I think it should win just because it riles you. Just because you don't want it to be true. How badly you don't want it to be true. It's not going to be true. I will say it was better. It was better written. I'll allow it because <laughs> it was better written. They were both similar length, but yeah, that, that one really. Greatest evil ever brought upon this realm, aka Marco Tyler, is the sex one at Fuckface Field. I think this is a no-brainer. For sure. However, it's up against paragliding for the finals, and I gotta say... No! <laughs> all right, okay. In all honesty, there was one Jacuse that clearly, clearly was above and beyond everything. It had all the criterias. We were technically wrong. The sex competition did not occur. It was very compelling. It was very funny. I enjoyed reading it. It was a fantastic Jacuse. The paragliding is not a sport one was just above and beyond, better than everything, must be true, right? All right, the sex competition one, fine. <laughs> the paragliding run riles me up primarily because you perpetuate the thought that paragliding is not a sport. No. It is not the fact that they brought it up. It's the fact that you did in the tier list. So it hits a, an, an itch of me having to face you, not an itch of me having to face them. The sex one jacuses an actual inaccuracy where we were saying it was a sport and then it was removed and was fake all along and we fell for fake news. Also brings up the good point that sex, in fact, could be sportly. And they had gathered people to listen and were ready for it. It really, I mean, they got Jesus, they got John Lennon, both at the same tier as we all know of celebrity endorsement. Uh, they got him in there. And honestly, that is, that might be the best accuse I've ever read. That, that might honestly be one of the best. That said, I'm going to make a decision here if you are okay with it. The Royal Pineapple will in fact win and get the grand prize, but I will also shoot a prize over to the Paragliding is Not a Sport masterpiece in Kemki Aloha will also receive something. All right, that's that's fair. That's nice. That's very nice of you. So the Royal Pineapple, while Victor. Wait, what? There's more? What? This may not be over. We may have a part two on our hands. Did you goof it? What, what is that? There's more. There's a lot more to this than I thought. There might be another side. Is, it, is this you just goofing me, or did you really not realize there was another side? I don't think I realized it, because I couldn't see it. I was wondering, because I'm looking at this bracket, and I was like, oh, yeah, I thought there were 32 in this. Yeah, there can be a one-way. There can be a one-way, but it... Wow. I guess we do need a part two of this. It may not be over. It has not decided. The second place person may not be who we thought it was. Maybe not. Maybe not. If 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 the sex uh, jacuse uh, goes all the way, we will do a sex primer in the future. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's do an outro and let's uh, let's get to part two then. Okay, sounds good. Well, thank you guys so much for watching and listening. This has been the beginning of the jacuse contest results. We are moving on to round two, so you'll have to stay tuned for part two of the jacuse contest to finally find out who actually wins. If you want to jacuse us while the contest is officially over as all entries have been gathered, you can go to the subreddit at reddit.com 
com slash r slash gmfst to submit your jacuzzes or your japricias or even episode suggestions make sure to use the proper flair outside of that if you want to watch the episodes and see it in all of its glory you better be watching on spotify if you have not already be sure to check it out over there otherwise you can find mark and myself on socials mark as mark blair and myself as apocalypse donors for 12 or you can just search tyler shot thank you so much for listening and watching we'll see you part two the final results mark any last words no i have nothing to say bye bye